0: I'm Danny Hicks. Welcome to the Not-So-Secret Agent Podcast, where we learn from top real estate agents how they maintain a thriving business, all while living the good life. Hey, guys. Welcome to the show. I am here with Megan Meacham from Century 21. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you coming on the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've been excited to join you, so this is awesome.
0: Yeah. I'm going to jump right into the questions, because there is so much I want to get to with you and uh, Mimosa Monday and all those things. And anybody who does not know what that is is in for a real treat. Um, tell me how you got started into real estate.
1: Um, I started real estate uh, in two thousand five. So I was uh, my in my previous life I was uh, working for a commercial printer. So I did that um, out of college, and I joined this commercial printing company with the intent to go through their, you know, management trainee program where you go through and learn all facets of the business. And then, you know, the ideal plan is that you go off and run one of the companies somewhere. And as I was uh, six years into um, working at this printing company, I kind of had this epiphany where I'm like, Everyone around me has been doing this all of their lives, and their dads have done it, and their grandpas and everybody. I'm like, everybody's a lifer, and I think at that moment I was like, I- I'm not going to be a lifer. I don't, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. I have to go find something else to do because it was just kind of becoming comfortable. Um, I was working for one salesperson. He had agreed to start paying me commission. So for a couple years, I was making, you know, if we'd have a good quarter, I'd get a big check at the end of the quarter, and so. Um, you know, much like real estate, you got paid a little bit more for your efforts, and um, I enjoyed that part of it. So, um, I think one day I just kind of decided I wanted to look for something else. And I had a friend um, who was also going through the real estate classes, and she kind of convinced me to do it. And I said, "Okay." <laughs> um, so back in two thousand, you know, three or four, four must have been whenever I started this journey. Um, I opted to take the real estate classes online because that was an option. And we had like dial-up service at that that. time. So (laughs) I'm really dating myself by telling the story. I mean, I I don't know what
0: you're talking about because I'm so young. Okay, sure,
1: sure. Yeah. But like I'd go and, uh, so I was doing this all in my free time, you know, not while I was working, of course. And uh, I'd go and like, watch a question or something and then I'd get up and go put like a load of laundry in and then I'd come while well, the next page loaded. <laughs> it was that slow. <laughs> um, so it took me a while to get through, but I uh, I finished the classes and then uh, I wasn't ready to pull the trigger yet. So I waited the maximum amount of time before I could take the test, which I think was like six months or something. Which is always a good and idea
0: when you're when you're trying this. really stay fresh. a great
1: idea. <laughs> So I did that. And then I was like, Oh, now what? I always waited like the maximum amount of time until I literally was forced into like, okay, I'm going to quit. I'm going to start this." So I did quit my uh, job and started real estate full time right away the next week. And um, that was probably the best thing for me just to not really have a safety net,
0: burn the ships and all those things.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Just go for it. So um, I remember meeting with, I, and I interviewed one broker, uh, but I remember meeting with and who's the broker I'm still with today
0: because it, we didn't know uh, that they hire everyone <laughs> who can fog a mirror at the time. You're like, I got hired. This is amazing. I have. But a job. I
1: remember him, him asking me, he's like, well, what are you going to do to be successful? And I was like, I don't have a choice. Like I have to be. So, uh, that's literally the one thing I remember from our interview and, so of course I, I got the job, <laughs> Surprise! Uh, well. um, but then like. he, we started a uh, hundred days to greatness the very next week. That was my, that was my first week in real estate. So I am so blessed to have had somebody who was a mentor in the Buffini and company program. And that's what all the new agents did i was probably one of the first ones to go through it and um in our company and uh from i guess the rest is history but that was 18 and a half years ago
0: yeah i hung on to my day job for a good decade you definitely Mm, really smarter than i was yeah they were like
1: (laughs) i don't know if it's smart
0: (laughs) well they were like congratulations you sold you know 20 houses, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, and I, you know, if I get up early enough, I can do it again next year, you know? Yeah. yeah, Definitely yeah. not as much fun. So I know you said in the beginning, you know, just existence, you know, you had no choice. That was your why, but I'm sure your mm-hmm. why has changed as you've been more successful. What What is, what's driving you now?
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say if you're, if, and I thought about this cause we all should know this off the top of our heads. Right. right but, yeah. Um, I obviously the the family the kids all that but I think for me what it comes down to is the ability to choose. Yes. And that is um probably you know it's not monetary things it's not uh physical things it's not um you know I want to get here or there or whatever it's literally I want to choose and I want to if I want to do it I want to do it. Like, I think that's the best way to explain it. That's what drives me.
0: That's huge because that's mine too. Like literally.
1: (laughs) It's probably a fairly popular one. No, but just, well,
0: it starts out like I want to pay bills and eat food and, and, you know, all those good things. And then, you know, you definitely run into the more, you know, I don't know, not humble, but like, I can't think of the word. But basically where they're like a charity. That's why I'm doing it. And I want to give back and all that stuff. And I think that's great. And and you know we do a lot of nonprofit stuff and that sort of thing. But really, honestly, it's really the ability to do that, right? To to, to decide our mm-hmm. schedule, to know that we're going to take this time and put it here, and this is our effort. Um, and I think that that's really cool. And I think you knowing mm-hmm. that is really cool. And so you pass the test. Mm-hmm. Coach Grace will probably watch this. And okay. uh, no. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um,
1: I love coach. Grace.
0: Me too. So what does your team look like now? So when you started, you, you went to the brokerage and you were a solo agent, I'm yeah. sure. Cause we all start there. Yeah.
1: Solo agent. Um, and then I would say probably five, maybe five years ish into the business. Um, our company kind of had an idea where they would hire somebody, train them. And then maybe four of us would say split that, um, assistant. Um, and so I like, I started out with having like somebody help me out for 10 hours a week. Um, sounds like a great idea in theory, but when you're, um, an agent, you may not be the most structured person. And so <laughs> trying to plan out when you're going to need 10 hours of help is not, not really ideal. Um, so I did, I did that for a little bit. Um, and then I did get, uh I had a couple of different assistants. Um, but uh my I call her the director of client experience now who's sitting in this room with me. Um Nicole, she's been with me for eight and a half years. And our relationship is really different. Um, I think it's something that's really hard to create because there are plenty of people who, you know, kind of just uh try to emulate what we have and um it's very rare. So she uh, started out, her and her husband um, were clients of mine many, many moons ago. And I know that they had moved away and I knew that they had moved back. And I had thought at the time that she was uh, working in an office above our office and I'd never run into her or anything, but I I, I think I, I knew that she was up there. So one day I was sitting in the parking lot and I called her and we ended up talking for an hour and I just said, hey, would you ever consider, um, you know, coming to work with me? And she was like, oh, my gosh, I just quit my job today and I don't know what I'm going to do. So, yeah, I would consider that. <laughs> uh, so, you know, our, our relationship uh, is, is amazing. I, I look at her as a business partner. She's just as much, um, you know, part of the business as she is a friend. And, um, we just really, really work well together. I think, um, I, uh, I avoid conflict. I, uh, and, and she does too. So that might not be the best, you know, when, in terms of like a marriage, that's usually not the, the best combination, but we just, we just work really, really well together. And, um, so she's been alongside me for eight and a half years and then, um, 2021 and she is licensed. So I will say when, um, when I had my first child, um, she went through and got her license so that she could help and do those things, um, while I was out. And obviously that kind of continued for several years. And then 2021 came along and, uh, we were so busy and so burned out. And, um, we, you know, in the spring we were both showing every night, um, She just, she said, I don't, I don't want to do this part of the business. I don't like this. And, you know, I'll do it once in a while to help out, but I don't want to go and show like five houses to somebody. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, well, 2021 happened. We were both burned out and then we decided we needed help. So, um, we hired, um, a buyer's agent, um, in January of 2022, Tom, and he has been on our team now, and we're just trying to navigate team life, I think, because, Um, and Nicole and I work so well together we can just sit across from the desk and say, Hey, can you do this? Yep. I got this, whatever we're, we're, we're good. We're always on the same page. Um, with Tom, I'm forced to be a little bit more of a leader and take that. And and Grace and I've had these conversations a lot. Um, you know, I need to put on that, um, leadership hat and tell him what my expectations are and, um, help, and you know that's not my strong suit. So I just kind of like to float along, and what gets done gets done, and I'll stress about it if it's not. Um, so that's been a learning process for me, for sure. Um, but you know, he's been a great addition to the team too.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say when I got my assistant,
1: that was kind of a lot.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I, I went through the same pain, you know, because we did become realtors because we're free spirits, and we're working. All the time mm-hmm. whenever we're working we're working and we had to kind of lay down mm-hmm. that structure luckily i got i got an assistant who knew more about being an assistant than i knew you know about being an agent at the time i mean she ran along in foster's office sure. and it was amazing she stepped in and she was like here's all the things and these are the structures and that sort of thing but as your team grows mm-hmm. you do need that formality you need that structure we need to be like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this these are our expectations because they don't know we we assume And it sounds like you got lucky and got somebody who was like intuitively just knew what you needed. And now it's kind of like, all right, well, I Mm -hmm. can't count on that every time. And you don't have the time for that either. So to to lay Mm -hmm. out that structure is really, really important. And it sounds like that is an interesting journey that I will definitely be following up. uh, See if we can't help each other with that because I am in the same.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah um but yeah so i guess you know we've we've started up you know weekly team meetings and just kind of talking about and and you know i'm guilty of the i'm i am anxious to get to work and you know yep everything's good we just got through what we need to and let's move on but um so that's it's 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 a conscious thing it's a struggle for me actually to be so to be formal about it yeah to be structured but that's what you need you know that's what they need too yeah yeah
0: yeah that definitely helps everyone i've found hence I mean, we work by Mm -hmm. referral and and having the app with, with, I need these many calls and these many notes and these many pop buys. I mean, Mm -hmm. tracking and being formal is why the system works, you know? And so applying that with your assistant totally makes sense to me. And uh, this is the fun part. Uh, What are you doing to generate business right now? What is the nuance? So we all do calls, notes, and pop buys, but who are you calling? What's the spin?
1: Yeah. So this year I have found myself a little bit in a different space, which is where I wanted to be, but it's, um, I'm learning. So, uh, you know, a few years ago I had conversations with grace about, you know, I've been in the business X many years, you know, my goal is always to increase that average sale price. Right. Mm-hmm. And the last few years have been great for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, with so many years in the business, I should be able to step up where I want to be. So I, I really did make a conscious effort to um, be more in the luxury space. And so I started taking classes and, um, you know, getting some different designations and really kind of, okay, I'm saying, like, what does it look like to immerse myself in this different space, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of took a step back from the conferences that I had always gone to and always been to mm-hmm. and started to look outside of that to what, what new things can I, you know, start to plug myself into. So, um, really just, uh, learning some more about that, about the marketing side of it, the networking side of it. Um, and then enhancing relationships with other agents in that space around the country, which I have found to be really beneficial. So I guess, you know, I don't know how many agents really look at other agents as their, um, target. And that's about, it's not really my, my target per se, but, um, if somebody's looking for an agent in the luxury space in Des Moines, I'm going to be that person. I'm decided I will be that person. So, um, that's kind of one, one thing that I'm doing, um, just regularly is just calling agents, you know, a, a couple times, you know, a couple a week and just kind of growing my sphere that way. And then, um, really kind of focusing on, you know, with these higher dollar listings, you know, who is the most likely buyer and where am I going to find that person? Mm-hmm. And, um, really trying to, you know, like right now I I've got a lot of listings and so my st- challenge is you know getting the buyers which you know this market is a little bit different and that's one of the questions on your list too like you know how are you navigating this different market and it's 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 rocking everyone's world a little bit you know when you have when you're carrying inventory and you're carrying listings and they're sitting for time periods that are way beyond what we've been used to the past yeah. two years we that can really mess with you
0: yeah i was gonna say we just had that conversation with my team and i was like all right Is it that we're overpriced? And so we had to go, we went through, so every week we go through every single listing we have. Everyone does CMAs on everything we've got coming up and what we are holding and all of that. And Mm -hmm. and if if we didn't feel like we were overpriced, then it went back to, is it just a normal market, right? We're getting showings. Mm -hmm. The feedback is coming back and and nobody's mentioning price. They're just saying it's not the house. Mm -hmm. And even my buyers, Mm -hmm. what they're coming back with is like, we like it, but there's not a line. You know what I mean? If it's not a bidding war, we'll just sit over here and see how it goes. And you're going, yeah. But, but that's everything you said you wanted, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, it just feels like nobody is really serious about it right now. You know, if they're out looking, they're still, they're not like really that serious or ready to make a decision, which is really frustrating.
0: It, it is. We, so are you familiar with the, the Ninja Selling Guide? Do you, have you ever seen that book?
1: Um, I've seen it. I haven't taken that course. Okay. Um, I, so I I may know what you're going to say, but maybe not.
0: I stole a piece, their intake, like I, I kind of integrated that with what, you know, Brian teaches and that sort of thing. But one mm-hmm. of the big things that they are serious about is making sure that they are going out to buy a house and not to look at houses. And it's mm-hmm. it has been tricky and yet you know, a lot better because you're literally going, well, you're not ready to buy a house yet. It's fine. Yeah. But we're also not mm-hmm. going to look at them because you're not ready to buy a house, mm-hmm. you know, and, you,
1: and that is tricky.
0: And it is from our standpoint, somebody. because yeah. we're literally going, get in the car, let's go. Cause there's so many motivated realtors right now and not that many motivated buyers is what I'm running into. Uh, yeah. and I just don't want to be one of those people that circles for week, you know, every weekend driving around if mm-hmm. these people aren't serious and so one of the questions they do is like, what would you have, you know, put, wave your imaginary wand to take the pressure mm-hmm. off, but what would you have to have in order to be ready to write a contract today? Right. And they mm-hmm. give you the list and you mm-hmm. write it down. And until they mark that off, you don't put them in a car. They can look at all the internet they want. You can send them the stat sheets. You can talk about it, but, and that makes them either go one way or the other. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's something that we've been really tweaking and, you know, if nothing else, it gives you more time, you know? Sure. Yeah. Now it'll take one client to go the other way and then I'll be questioning all of it. But you know (laughs) how that is. Um, But that's what we're doing right now. And it's been working.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm trying to be super diligent about pricing Mm -hmm. listings. And, you know, I think we're coming off of a time where, you know, sellers are still thinking their house is worth this. And, you know, we're like, especially heading into, you know, um, in Iowa, we definitely have a seasonal sales curve. And if we're back in a normal market, we are back to a normal seasonal sales Mm -hmm. curve. So we look at September and October as good selling months, typically, in general. Um, You know, November and December definitely slow down, you Mm -hmm. have holidays, you have, you know, usually really cold weather, Um, January, February is much worse. but. Um, then, but then you kind of have the promise of spring and the, the hype of the spring market, you know, starting to happen at the turn of the year. So, um, you know, pricing those listings mid-September for October 1st with the, you know, sales cycle is, I think, really, really important.
0: When you're, um, can I ask this, when, when you're pricing and the mm-hmm. comps, one, do we go back and look at what the interest rate was when they wrote that offer? And then two, like, uh, do we, do you go, it, assuming you have four comps and all three of, all four of them have a bidding war, do you go to the list price where they listed or do you go to the top of the bidding war thinking that? Because that's, that's an argument that I've been making with myself is like,
1: we're... Yeah, no, that's a really good one. And I think, you know, in our market, we probably haven't had the extremes that maybe you've experienced in your market as far as like the, the over- um, bidding, but I think we definitely look at, instead of the last, you know, six months, we look at the last year because of, of what's happened. Um, and also just, you know, if we're going to price something now it's fall when, you know, six months ago, this comp, it was spring, like that's, that's a different market. And so I think we kind of look at it that way. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like doing a market right now is so, it's so subjective mm-hmm. really. Um, but you have to look at so many different things. Yeah, you look at the stats, but you also look at the seasons, and then you also look at you know different things about the house, and um, it's it's not as easy as it used to be. I think.
0: Well, there's way less, and it's a
1: little bit on feel. Like I think you do have to kind of go on feeling about it, and what you know when this house hits the market, are people going to be like, oh my gosh, this is crazy, like this is amazing, or is it going to be you know? Cause I've got some really unique properties and th- that can be really great or really bad, <laughs>
0: depends right? It depends on how, who, you know, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, it's, it's a little bit on, on feel.
0: And feel is the hard one. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. cause you can't quantitate that to your seller and go, Hey, look, this is where no. we're going to be. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also running into like agents who aren't doing as much volume. Like we had one, an offer that came in over list. and I didn't have another offer. Like, had they asked me.
1: Right. You know, yeah. and
0: because it went in three days and we put a bidding period on yeah. it, because that's what you do. And they kind of yeah. handed us some extra money and we were like, thanks. Well, yeah.
1: Shame on that.
0: Well, is awesome right. that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's been yeah. really fun. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the Mimosa Monday thing, because that uh, okay. is, is definitely different. A lot of people don't do that. Um, but so tell us about that. Tell us how that started and kind of. How it works.
1: Yeah. So Mimosa Monday started five and a half years ago um, out of the sheer uh, what we were being told was you got to be on video. You got to be on video. Everybody's got to be in video. If you're not on video, you're not going to make it. Blah, 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 blah. So we're like, well, what can we do that's like different and fun, really? Because if it's not fun, we're not going to do it. Uh, so Nicole and I, uh, <laughs> started Mimosa Monday. And the first episode was us sitting there and literally we're like, okay, we're just going to, we're just going to say, go, we're just going to go. And this was Facebook live. So that's when Facebook live was big and everybody's doing it. And you, you do it and you kind of watch and you wait for people to pop on. And then people ask questions and you, you say something and then they answer. And uh, so we literally just got on Facebook live and talked for Oh my gosh. I think it was like 20 minutes or something like that about real estate, about what we were doing. Um, We quickly realized that, uh, well, I think how it happened was Nicole was going to be gone the next week. And so it was just going to be me and we had decided we're going to do it every Monday, except for if the Monday fell on a holiday. And so I decided, oh, I'll have a guest. So I had one of my friends who was getting her master's in design. And I thought, oh, we'll have Jamie come be a guest. So she was our first guest. And then I was like, oh, this is way better to have it about somebody else instead of us. So that started the whole, like, well, we got to have a guest. So uh, we, we did it every single Monday. Um covid happened and then we were like what do we do are we supposed to be in a room with each other on you know supposed to be doing are we supposed to be standing with guests because we're still doing this mm-hmm. facebook live we couldn't really figure out how to do the live zoom thing like it was weird um so we took a little bit off then we came back and we did a bunch of episodes and um then we were up to episode 100 and we thought what are we going to do for episode 100 so we went skydiving <laughs> we did that facebook live too Is it weird holding Um, the laptop?
0: No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) Um, And then we just, we kept doing it. And now we're up to episode like one, almost 180, I think. Um, But we've kind of changed. We've pivoted a little bit. We've decided, okay, these don't need to be. 20 minutes long or 15 minutes long. I think three or four minutes is pretty good. So we started um, using our videographer and having them edited just to make them a little more snappy because Facebook Live isn't as, (laughs) nobody does that anymore. No, that's not
0: a thing, really.
1: No, it's not not really a thing anymore. Uh, But we also feel, we don't feel the pressure to do it every single week either because we kind of feel like we earned some street cred or all that, all those years of doing it. Uh, So we kind of do it when we have something and um, we'll put an episode out and uh, yeah, and, and they're good because, uh, we really always, you know, it, since that first episode, wanted to make it about other people, mm-hmm. um, highlight new businesses, people in the community, um, local business, of course. Um, and you know, then it's something where we've, we've got this relationship and it never was intended to get business. Um, but that's something that's like, well, if you're doing this work and you're putting all this effort into it, it really should be, you know, a an, a way to get business. So, um, just trying to kind of keep those people in the pipeline and engaged. Cause I'll never forget somebody after an episode one time said, oh, you guys sell real estate. I didn't know that. We're like, are you kidding me? Like, we're not even telling people that we're real realistic
0: <laughs> You would see so. the smoke coming out. Of had the, refi- the head- we had
1: to refine our process uh, a little I was bit. I say, the
0: headphones are keeping the smoke from coming out of my ears if I had heard. Okay. You know.
1: I know. I know. So, Grace would, I don't even know if she knows that part, but she, she'd probably kill me if she knew that part. But uh, So, we try to kind of now make it a community. And we do, you know, we try to do quarterly networking events. Mm. And, you know, we'll get 10 15 people to show up and it's just a one or two hours to just kind of hang out and say, you know, talk about what's new. And, uh, those relationships have been really fun. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the relationship part we are doing. So I mentioned it off air. We do mm-hmm. like kind of, we know Richmond and, and Richmond. I don't know if you've come here on the conference because Brian usually has a conference here, but that's probably very East coast for you guys. Um, but literally we're a restaurant town i mean that's all we talk about is Mm -hmm. the new restaurant and what they're having and that sort of thing and so we've kind of just been highlighting cool things about the city but one of the things i like is that you're actually engaging with the business owners and and kind of them knowing who you are and that you're supporting them and and giving them a chance to get people in front of a new audience i think is really big Mm -hmm. and it also just gives you a reason to call uh Mm -hmm. you know how many times do we call to check in you know what i mean like before they're Mm -hmm. like okay, buddy. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, we always interview the owner or the manager or whoever, um, is the the best person for that. And they talk with us and, um, you know, they usually do, you know, we say, what can we do for each other? Like, how can we help you? They ask, how can we help you? So, um, we always say, you know, you may have an agent, you may have somebody that you work with, which is awesome. Great. But if you know of somebody who'd be a good fit, because you know this is what we do, this is who we are, um, please keep us in mind. And then it's just instead of dropping it right there, it's continuing that conversation, whether that's you know monthly, quarterly, whatever. Um, you know, we we're always kind of refining that process on how we stay engaged with those people because um, it is different, mm-hmm. right? They don't. Um, You know necessarily need to get the item of value from us every month because they've got you know their sister sells real estate or something like we don't want to so it's just it is a little bit of a different process and we and we do try to you know adjust for that as needed so
0: so so how are you doing that so it's different for each person or do you you know,
1: um, you know, we definitely have the people who have kind of fallen off and it's just not part of who they are, sure. right? You're always gonna have that. But we do have our people that are very engaged and they do come to multiple networking events. So we try to do, you know, a mimosa Monday networking, like a quarterly thing where we go to one of the persons, you know, one of our gals, yeah, had a um get has a gift shop. So we did that. One of them has a um, you know, little restaurants. We go to the, um, space there and do that. Um, and there's really no agenda to it other than, Hey, you know, let's talk about what's working for you. What, what are your, some of your struggles? And it's really just kind of side conversations and they pop in for maybe, maybe a mimosa, (laughs) some fruit or something, but we always have that available. I will say, yeah. Um, so, and then we invite them to our events too. So, um, you know, they are a part of our client events.
0: So how many events are you doing now?
1: So we're doing a minimum of three client events, plus the Mimosa Monday networking events. Um, so we do, we do a larger party in the spring, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of like a six to nine happy hour. We have appetizers, we have drinks, we have live music, and it's really just a come hang out, let's talk. We usually have 140, 150 people that come to that. Um, And then in the summertime, we try and do um, a smaller one that's not RSVP. It's just, hey, we're going to be here, show up. We all have bracelets. It's two hours, you know. Um, We did that at a, we've done it at a winery in previous years. And then now we just did it at a a brewery. It's outdoor, you know, there's live music, all that kind of stuff, just fun. Mm -hmm. And then um, we do a reverse we do a pie party, so a reverse pot pie mm-hmm. party um, for Thanksgiving. So we've done these those two parties, the big ones, uh, I think like 13, 14 years in a row. Yeah, 140 is a great um, thing, you know? mm-hmm, that's, that's, mm-hmm.
0: That's very good.
1: And I always say, like, it feels like a wedding because by the end of the night, your face hurts. You've, you know, you're trying to make it around to every table to say hi, and you're laughing and talking and literally... <laughs> Three hours feel like a long time because it's you know, you it's kind of draining. I was going say, the eyes are on you,
0: you're, you're entertaining them yeah. and working, the yeah.
1: But I've always said, like, I like to have parties, and that's kind of my strong suit. So, this is the best way for me to um, get that many people in a room and make an impact, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, over the years, I've had a lot of people ask me for you know, well, how do you do this? How do you that? How do you get so many people to come to your events? Um, will you send me your invite so I can copy it and use it? I'm like, no, like you need to make the event something that's comfortable for you. And I think that's the thing that's really hard is like, don't take what I'm doing and go do that. Go i do it because that's what i do really well and i and i like to do that but go do what you like to do and make a party out of that or make it a client event or something Mm -hmm. you know like so i think that's um that's really important to find something that's easy for you and not gonna you know some people don't like to be run 140 people like that would stress them out don't force it you know go find something that you want to do
0: something that's authentic that makes
1: it easy to them yeah for Mm
0: -hmm. sure Do you, Mm -hmm. do you find that you do like reasons to call for your normal calls aside from the parties or what does that look like?
1: Um, so reasons to call on a, on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. I would say for my free spare itself, that feels, um, really restrictive Mm -hmm. and forced. So like, usually my calls are if I'm driving and I happen to think of somebody or something, I will just call them. I'll just, in the moment, just do it. And um, that to me is a little more authentic sure. than like a blanket reason to call do, for, do you do, for this person.
0: Do you do a certain amount of calls a week or is that not part of your no. business plan?
1: It is a part of my business plan, but I don't, I, I do not, uh, it's not a structured lead generation time frame where I'm making calls and then tracking them. It's, it's literally, um, a lot of times just, I will say it on the fly.
0: Okay. And then are you doing Popeye's? Do you,
1: all the coaches right now are like,
0: <gasps> we, we, we won't tell Grace. I'll edit that out. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. Okay. The, uh, she knows. she knows. I'm sure she does. <laughs> they know yeah. everything.
1: They do. The... Uh, for Popeye's, uh, we do, we kind of just pick a few times a year, three, four, five times a year and say, Hey, we're going to, let's just knock the, let's just, let's do 20, let's do 25. Let's make a list and let's go do this thing. We try to find things that are a little bit different. So we'll look on those calendars mm-hmm. that say, you know, like the national days, uh, you know, or this many, what's the month, you know, and take something fun. Like a couple of years we did lazy mom's day. And everybody's like, what is that? I'm like, oh, it's National Lazy Mom's Day. So we did a little bottle of wine and one of those sheet masks and delivered those to the moms on our list Um, just to try and do something different. And also, you know, you know, uh, one time I did (laughs) pop one time I did pot buys um, and I thought this was such a great idea and I bought like 20 sets of s'mores and I figured out really quickly that you cannot just let them sit in mm, your car nope. because they will melt. So it was good and bad. It like, got me to do them really quickly, but you—I mean, you had to do so, it; otherwise, they were going to. So melt. you make it seasonal
0: so. in the winter, and then you're good. <laughs> yes, you
1: know? and then you're good. Yeah. and then they'll be in my car still for like. No, no, that's that's months. for the best. But no, I think I think part of it too is just making it manageable. Like we'll just say, hey, let's do ten or twenty, and just. Go do those and 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 really make it manageable instead of super daunting you know we're not gonna do 200
0: right so you you basically like here's my a pluses i'm gonna go hit those people and then pretty much Mm -hmm. you know aside from the calls you're you're predominantly you know they're watching your videos and they're staying in touch with the client parties do you do Mm -hmm. mailers or anything the item of value Mm -hmm. i'm sure you do
1: yep we do the item of value um we do uh homebot and people are like people like really that. into that. People, like that. people love HomeBot. Um, I just heard it today. Like somebody said, oh my gosh, I really love that HomeBot thing. And um, so that's, I guess I'm surprised by the amount of people who mention it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I look, I look at my, I, mean, I get it every month and I pop it open and look at it, you know? So it's like, why wouldn't you? Like, I think uh, the lender that I get it. Through said it's like you know 90 some percent open rate, like people are going to open it. People love like, it, so that's pretty cool. People love it, yeah, they it. really yeah. do. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But, the, but uh, what's been easy with that is you know, you get the emails that follow up and say, Here's all the people who have been mm-hmm. active in Homebot, like, and here's how many selling activities this person has done. It's a reason to follow mm-hmm. up for yeah. sure. And a lot of those people you haven't talked to for a long time, right? They're just you know which is great and so it gives you a reason to reach out and what i'm finding is most of the time you know they're just kind of playing around and they're like oh no i'm not so like, which you're you're is still staying awesome. in contact
0: yeah. you're asking for the referral yeah
1: yeah i i yeah. find
0: that i have to be structured personally mainly because i need like right now i would probably be melting down at the production we're doing and i you know i do fairly well mm-hmm. and i'm still doing fine i'm told compared to other mm-hmm. people but I'm not doing what we were doing. You know, you're always chasing yourself, mm-hmm. right? So if I mm-hmm. know that I've done the activities, then I'm like, okay, I did what I was supposed to do. We're yeah. good, we yeah. the bank, we're fine. When this thing opens back up, I'm, I'm on. Uh, I find that that's nice. And I, I definitely, we do a lot of charity things. Like we're doing donation boxes for a food drive right now. So we'll call everyone who's in our office that's doing a brick and mortar, right? And then they'll say, mm-hmm. "Yep, you can put a box there." And then we call our clients and tell them what the closest box is. You know, so mm-hmm. we're 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 adding value type thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I found that to be helpful for for me, mm-hmm. and it's something that I can give my team because when they go, "Hey, I don't want to make calls," I'm like, "Well, here's your reason."
1: Here's your reason, yeah. You. Um, and that's one thing that we talk about in our team meetings too. Is just like you know we're, you know, we help Tom out with like, Hey, why don't you call and ask them like this or whatever? So that's, it's good brainstorming too. Um, what you were saying about doing the activities and you know that it will come is I feel that way with like, I feel like the groundwork Mm -hmm. of the things that, cause I I would say like, we are so busy, so busy. Are we closing homes right now? No, not a lot. Are we out showing? No, (laughs) but we are, We've got a listing pipeline that's super solid. Mm-hmm. We have relationships that we are enhancing. We have agent relationships that we're enhancing. And I, we just threw a, a grand opening party at um, a lot development. So try to plan a party around some dirt. Like that's <laughs> But,
0: that, but that, that's, that's. I mean, it's coming.
1: But it goes along with my like reason to, you know, I like to have parties. So um but it's like, okay, all these things, like I know it will all come together. Mm-hmm. I know it will. And so i um, trying to, you know, I, I do stay pretty positive. I mean, you know, you have your moments of oh, yeah, we doubt do. or whatever, but yeah. The, yeah, the yeah, biggest
0: yeah. agents, um, one of the nice things about this podcast is I get to interview a lot of people and see where they're at and see what's mm-hmm. going on. And even the massive mega agents all do what we do where they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm not feeling it today you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, now hopefully mm-hmm. they probably would snap back before I will because they're that seasoned, but yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah. Let you we're know. all,
1: go- we're all in the same boat. Yeah. But I think the, the biggest thing for me is to stay motivated and keep busy and keep with the activities because, you know, I'll, I'll admit like my period of struggle is usually like January where it's after the holidays mm-hmm. It's not busy. The weather sucks. It's cold. And I just know that I need to get out of town and go do that. Um, because it gets real depressing around here. <laughs> and, um, when, you know, then, then I start to feel like that kind of snowballs. And so, um, getting, getting out of town, getting some sunshine and just taking that time. Cause you know, you can, like, I just need to be better about planning that. And I said that for 18 years now, but I continue ne- doing the same thing. Next
0: year is the, the year, though. <laughs> Next, yeah, that'll, that'll be yeah,
1: it. it's the year. That'll
0: be the yeah. one. So what is your favorite um, quote?
1: Oh, okay. So I wrote down two. Okay. Um, the first one, I think it's probably, we've we've all heard a million times, but I love, smooth seas do not make skillful sailors. Oh, I like that. Like, you learn your craft when it's tough, and when everything is great, you come out on top, right? Mm-hmm. So I love that one. The other one, and there's really no reason why I like this one. I just think I just really like it. Forgiveness is the fragrance that the violet sheds on the heel that has crushed it. Okay, I, I love that. I one.
0: like it. that's that's like uh, something you tell somebody right before you whack them or something. <laughs> like I like that. I, <laughs> I think that's that, that's cool.
1: I, I love that one. So uh, again, no no particular like I wasn't no no particular thing that happened to me that made me identify with that one but I just really like it
0: <laughs> so what's your biggest takeaway from an event
1: um, probably the the one that's made the biggest impact on me is uh, when and you're you're talking about a buffini it event have to be probably any event. well because I I have done that for so many years the one that's probably made the biggest impact is when he really stressed um, you guys are realtors, you know, real estate, invest in what, you know. And that was kind of my, and probably a lot of people at that time, um, real big push to get serious about investing in real estate. So I think that that was probably like 2014 or 15 Mm -hmm. and 16 is when we bought our, my husband and I purchased our first one. And then we just kind of you Know, done more since then, so that was probably the mo- the most impactful.
0: How many rentals do you have now? Thing.
1: We have 10 doors, so a couple, du- three duplexes, a couple single family homes, and a couple of vacation rentals.
0: Okay, yeah, uh, that's definitely so kind of
1: like you know, diversified or whatever, mm-hmm.
0: right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's definitely what yeah. we know, and it's definitely,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I. I... I like the investment side. I do a lot of investment things. And for those of you listening, Richmond, Virginia is the mm-hmm. third fastest appreciating city in the country right now. So uh, give me a call. Let's That's go find exciting. you some investment properties.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's definitely. Um,
1: yeah. So it's it's been good. I mean, I think I agree with if you're able to, to manage them or the first one, at least yourself, because I feel like to have that knowledge and understanding of why you're paying for someone else to manage it, maybe the next one or whatever. Like, I think you need to have that, um, experience to begin with. Um, cause we've learned a ton, you know, but
0: you need to know what they're supposed from to be doing, that. right.
1: Mm-hmm. If you've
0: never done mm-hmm. it, you don't know, but if you know, and you're going to your mm-hmm. quarterly, I find,
1: because I think, you know, it depends. It's like you you may think you're hiring a property manager and you're never supposed to get a phone call. Well, that's not the case mm-hmm. with everything. Um, does that happen sometimes? Yes. And it's awesome. But um, I think you learn also that not all property management companies are the same. And so you have this one, but you may need to go try another one to, to figure out what works well,
0: for you. People do what is inspected of them to do, right? So
1: the mm-hmm. idea that you're going
0: to hire somebody and forget about it—that's not. That shouldn't happen. If that happens, you you're gonna your tenant's going to move out at some point. You're going to get a rude awakening on condition, or the rents mm-hmm. you're not collecting enough rent, and the water heater goes, and now you don't have the money. Um, so it's definitely something that, you know, it's not as active as selling houses, but it's definitely more active than, you know, a stock, for example, where the company is going to continue to do whatever mm-hmm. they're going to do, and you don't affect that at all. Like I find rental property that if you're sure. engaged and involved and in, at least doing your quarterlies, then then you know what's going on. You know where you're at, and then you know you, you make your money when you buy them, not when you sell them, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that that's another big piece mm-hmm. for investments.
1: Uh,
0: so what would your super? The, oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I want to go back to that because sure. there's one other there's one other piece to that, and I'll never forget the conversation that he that Brian had when he said, "You need to pick whether you're investing." for appreciation or for cash flow. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was like, well duh, why can't you have both? And now I know.
0: <laughs> well you can. it just takes longer to get it. You have to pick one and buy for that. And then the right. other one but just I was kind like, of why,
1: why why can't we just have both? Why can't, I don't understand that yeah, but I, I, I definitely understand it now. so
0: Also yeah. for those people that are getting into investing, TikTok is not where you should get your your real estate advice.
1: You're a real estate advisor. Just throwing you know. that
0: out there. You know, if the kid's fourteen no. and he's got forty two doors and all that stuff. Um, yeah, that's a that's very rare.
1: Yeah. Very, yeah.
0: And chances yep. are his parent was a realtor. And so they don't mention that.
1: <laughs> or or a, a real estate investor. Right,
0: exactly. Yeah. And that's kinda how that happens. Yeah. So so what would your superpower be?
1: Oh, this one I struggled with, I have to tell you. Um i i the thing that comes to mind is probably that i am not afraid to make the call or do the thing Mm -hmm. um and sometimes it's a mood thing you got to be in the mood right but i i probably do some of the most impactful things like on the fly like when i'm thinking of it like when when i say i'm driving and i'm like well i'm just gonna call that person Mm -hmm. like Re- Realtors have the tools to pretty much get any phone number that they need to have, or want to have, and um, those have probably been some of the most impactful things. So I don't know how you translate that to like the superpower, no, but it is. I That's, would say that
0: it's it's um, the power to not doubt, it's the power to do and not feel embarrassed mm-hmm. about. I always found that when I'm trying to mm-hmm. find somebody's number, that gave me a reason for four more calls, right? Because you're trying to get proximity to that oh, person, there you go.
1: yeah, <laughs> right. I'm like, all right, <laughs> right, I just called
0: four people, and one of them led me. Like, we're chasing estate attorneys right now. Um, okay. Because nobody cares what the interest rate is. You know, they're not like, oh, it's 7%. I'm not dying yeah. this year. Yeah. And they're a great source right. of listings, obviously, right? Um, right, right. But to get to them, we've literally been like proximity. Like, who do we know that knows estate mm-hmm. attorneys? Like,
1: yeah, yeah. And those are fun calls to make, too. Like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this and I need to talk to this person, you know? who do you know? Okay. So another reason to call. Can you, can Great. you
0: help me? People love that. Yes. Hey, look, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm talking about my clients. You're my friend and you're going to, you know, I'm giving you a peek behind right. the scenes type thing of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And they love, mm-hmm. you know, depending on the person.
1: Yep. And back in the day I used to, when, when we were in a market where things were sitting um, and I was really struggling with some listings, I would call, some of the people in my database and I would say, Hey, I'm going to ask you put your real estate hat on. And who do you know? (laughs) That was like a, that was one of my reasons to call like, okay, I'm just going to, just going to try this. And it was, it was great. You know, they say, gosh, you know, I'm going to think about that. And they may call back a day or two later and have, you know, an idea for you. So, um, And even if they didn't, they thought about
0: your business, right? Yeah. They were intentional. I mean, you got the Articular Activator fired back up, Mm -hmm. you know, if nothing else, that was worth it. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. It's like the whole goal in this is to be the person that they think about when they think about real estate.
0: That's it. Yes.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, you've got to stay in touch and make the calls and do the things to to be that person. So um, it's what's worked for me for this long. And I'm, you know, I'm sure I'll continue, hopefully continue it for another 18, 20, whatever I years. Say, I has... can't imagine ever not. Yeah. Like that's, that's not going to replace us right
0: No, They, they need us. And, and to your point yeah. in, in our, the joke we have at my house with my wife is that I can re- retire the day I die, not because she's going to make me work, but she's like, you'll never be mm-hmm. able to apply. You, you would retire and create three companies you're crappier out on the way home so you might as well do what you're good at and you know It'll yeah just be easier on all of us. i
1: think i think i will be involved in real estate obviously in some facet for the rest of my life like i can't i may not be the you know 82 year old outselling but um i think in some way shape or form i hope to still be involved
0: Very cool. Well, I know you've got a ton of stuff going on. uh, So I'm gonna let you go. But I just wanted to thank you for coming. Tell everybody how they can reach you and, uh, you know, where to send their referrals.
1: Absolutely. For your Des Moines area referrals in Iowa, not Ohio or Idaho. I got a lot of that this last week Hmm. in Iowa. Um, You can call me uh, 515-290-8269. You can email me Um, at Megan, M-E-G-A-N, just the regular Megan at C21SRE.com or my handles on Facebook and Instagram are 515 Realtor. So um, best places to reach me there and happy to to help you with your referrals.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for doing this. And I will, we are definitely going to be talking some more. Um, Awesome. Cool. Thanks.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to apply this information to your business immediately. This message will not self-destruct in five seconds. Good luck, agents.